0: Today's podcast is brought to you, in part, by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100mg of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the 4-star tube set with flavors such as Blue Raspberry, Cherry Blossom, War Cherry, and Freedom Berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking think something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, I am obligated to remind you that this is a live, pre-recorded podcast. I'm doing this live and from my wonderful Twitch audience over at twitch.tv slash Phantasma It is Thursday, October 5th at 8.47 p.m., and if you come by on Thursdays to that wonderful little URL, you might find me live doing podcasts. I've been doing the past few episodes live because genuinely I love being able to talk with y'all, guys, or with y'all you guys, and have you know, a better conversation than just setting up like, hey, here's the story, here's the, uh, here's the life lessons, here's everything else. And I think it makes it more fun for you guys as well. So, and again, I mentioned it last week when we were talking about high school experiences. And today, actually, is kind of a continuation from that. Weird. Continuity in a Plumes podcast. Would not have expected that. But, <laughs> as to say, um, I'm kind of continuing on from last podcast, talking about more high school experiences that kind of led to a weird, you know, a weird buildup. And a weird change that I'm really proud to announce because I finally got the okay to say that I'm involved in a bunch of other things. That said, you know, it's not hard for me to come out here and do a live podcast. Hey, if you send an email to plumescast at gmail.com, that email again, plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, and you say, hey Seth, I want to debate you on this, that, and the other, or hey Seth, uh, you know, we talked about, Life, death, and everything else on a couple of podcast episodes back. Can you go back and talk about it some more? Or, hey, even more realistically, Seth, I want you to talk about. I don't know. <laughs> you know? It's not hard to bring me on here. So, hey, if you want to be a part of it, feel free to drop by. I love having you guys here. In fact, I got Raymu in chat already saying Seth versus Jaleel was actually one of the first death battles. And that's true. <laughs> Now, listen, let me take y'all back a little bit, alright? Let me take y'all back to 2011. Now, as I was talking about in the last podcast, when I was telling you about my high school experiences and how that kind of shaped me into the man that I am today, um, I told y'all, back in ninth grade, back in 2009, wild for me by the way, 2009-2010, I... Basically was bullied by Jaleel constantly. In fact, this actually brought up a conversation between the Fox wife and I. And she's like, well, what did he do to bully you? And really, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember that. (laughs) I just remember the typical, like, he would never, you know, get physical with me. Like, he'd push me around a bit, sure. But it wouldn't be to the extent that other bullies before in the past had. And so, you know, mainly his was mainly verbal harassment Jokes at my expense, so on and so forth. So imagine my surprise when in 11th grade, after I blocked this dude from my mind entirely, thinking I had escaped, there he was in my culinary arts class. Now, in that culinary arts class, we found out that we had a lot more in common than we cared to admit. In fact, we would often spend, it was culinary arts, right? But it would often be more us fucking around than anything else. Because in the morning, we had, like, the way our high school worked was you had homeroom in your first period class. So, oftentimes, we would get in there early enough, and I'd have my laptop with me, and we'd start playing a game in the back. And one of those games was not Puyo Puyo, actually. It was a Toho fan version called Toho Puzzle de Zanin Shugu, or something along those lines. It was a Puyo clone using Toho characters. Literally nothing was different except the Puyos were Kadamas and, and the music was different. Other than that, it was still the same Connect 4. Like, it was Fever Puyo. And honestly, I had some of the most fun I've ever had with the dude sitting in that class, playing that game, and just making a bunch of noise while, you know, waiting for class to start. And even after class started, the professor loved us so much that we like really got like thirty minutes at a time to just you know or like if we finished an assignment quick enough, she'd be like, okay, you know, do whatever. You guys are good kids. Blah 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 blah. It's just like, all right, cool. (laughs) So, imagine you know, as time progresses, we finish out culinary arts together. All right, we. It's now, like, the second semester of 11th grade. And we keep in touch. Our friendship kind of grows. We find more games that we like to play with each other. And it just becomes, like, a mutual friendship about games. Because we had classes that we'd find ourselves in. Or we tried to get in classes together. And eventually, we were not able to be in the same class. And, like, you know, we'd only be able to see each other in between classes. Well we still missed playing like that old Toho puzzle game. And the thing was, you could not play that online. Or you could, but like the netcode was really weird and it just didn't really work that well. You know, it was an older game and a fan game at that. So, you know, it made sense why it didn't work. But during that time, I had introduced Jaleel to Puyo. Because I'm like, yeah, no, this is based off of this other game called, you know I think at that point I knew what Puyo was. I definitely knew Kirby's Avalanche. That's how I got into Puyo altogether. I did Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, played that. Uh, I remember, actually, it was the PSP. I had a copy of Puyo Puyo Fever, and, or Puyo Pop Fever, because that's what it was in the US. And, dude, I played that so often. I definitely had the one up on Jaleel when it came time for us to play together. And, you know, I eventually introduced him to it. And we got into Puyo Puyo 20th. We downloaded... In fact, that was a, what a lot of it was in the beginning. Was we downloaded Puyo Puyo 20th together. And we played that on our PS Vitas, I think, at the time. Or no, it's probably still PSPs. Great fucking game. Loved that game. And when that didn't work for some reason just you know didn't work whatsoever we ended up getting into like somehow some way we found Puyo Puyo or Puyo versus two for those of you who don't know because I know I'm just nerding out worth everything right now all right Puyo versus two was a fan game made by the Puyo Nexus community to play Puyo globally it was, and the cool part was, is you could set up basically any rule set that you wanted. And you could play up to, with up to ten people at a time. That was the craziest. <laughs> oh my god, Remu. Today on Seth's podcast, I am so much better than Jalil. He is an ant beneath my boot. No, 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 no. I would never say that. He does suck at Poyo compared to me, though. But <laughs> I will absolutely throw that shade out there. But anyway, no, Jaleel, Jaleel could kick my ass in a bunch of different games. Like Smash, that was his thing. I couldn't hold a candle to him. Um, Mario Kart, we were kind of even at. Even nowadays, like, he's actually playing Mario Kart or learning to play Mario Kart competitively. Wild to me but he came out and he watched me play and he's like, "Oh, how did you get so good at Mario Kart?" I'm like, "Oh, the professional players like, mm. <laughs> you know, I ain't great at Mario Kart, dude, could probably still run up me." But anyway, all that to say, bringing it back to the past one more time. Um, we discovered Puyo Versus 2 and it was wild because we would just set up rooms together, right? And other people could spectate the rooms. And they could join in. That's actually how I made a number of my first online friends. And started building a presence on Twitter. Was because one of Toho. I was in the Toho community at this point. But also because of Puyo. Okay. I. It was wild to me. Because I never. I never knew that so many people would be interested in Puyo. Okay. And. Seeing how much better other people were... Like, it's one of those humbling experiences. Like, imagine, if you will, if you were really good at Street Fighter... Like, what's the newest one? Street Fighter 6 Let's say you were fantastic at Street Fighter Six, And you never played online. You found out that a competition was going on nearby. And you decided you were going to play at the tourney. Dude. And you got your shit rocked by somebody else... And you just you're humbled, like against all your friends, you might be the best. But when you go to that tournament and you get like absolutely destroyed, who? It's humbling. And you know what? I we actually got humbled (laughs) because there was a player. He was known by S two, okay. He was known by S two, but we called him Cthulhu. And yes, I did say Cthulhu. Because Cthulhu would basically set off like 10, 12, 15 chain combos. And you would just hear. And like the thing about Poyo was every time you made a combo, your character would say like some kind of spell, you know, to kind of give a sound cue to you are fucked. You are. Overly fucked. Now the crazy part was too, you could set mods to Puyo Versus. So we had some crazy as fuck mods, and because of the voice lines clipping, we we came up with S2 as Cthulhu ever since that point, because the characters would just be like, I forget what he had it set up as. But when I listened to his setup. You just hear, like, And I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So that's how Cthulhu came to be. But anyway, imagine my surprise. Like, Jaleel and I kind of grew in that community. We played often. People knew who we were. Which, again, wild to me. That, of a global community, the fact that you could have any kind of presence, just... So imagine my surprise when all of a sudden I see on Twitter, S2 is like oh yeah, I'm over at this local convention, and I'm like wait a second, I look to my left I look to my right, I'm at that convention, Jaleel's at that convention, and sure enough good old Cthulhu S2 himself was sitting at a Playstation 4 setup playing Puyo Tetris Ray was just quoting the Super Mario Super Show because I made a joke about that earlier on. It's a stone! Koopa football players! Coney Island Disco Palace! All toasters toast toast! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love I love doing podcasts live. I have so much fun with it. But anyway, so S2's sitting there, right? And we walk up to him, and we're like, Hey, are you S2? And he's like, oh yeah, are you, oh you're, you know, I think at that point I was like Tails, and he was uh, Shadow Renji, that's what he was but, maybe I was like Phantasma at that point, I don't really remember I might have been Guided Blade, I don't I used to have a lot of online aliases growing up (laughs) and so ever since that point that was the irrescapable point for me Because moving on past that point, I found out about Puyo Nexus. And I found out it was based out of Atlanta. And from there, it kind of took off. So, you know, over time, right, I talked with S2 more. And we essentially had a little bit of a friendship, partnership type thing going on. It was really cool. But it was also really awkward because, you know, we were college students, like, entry college students, kind of figuring out the world still. And being involved in Puyo Nexus, really getting integrated into it and just being like, hey, we want to grow the scene. We want you to be a part of that. I'm like, fuck yeah, why not? It... The next couple of years past that point were absolutely wild to me, Okay. I went from a nobody in the community to kind of a well-known dude. It wasn't an overnight growth by anything, or by any means, but it was one that kind of left me awestruck more times than I care to admit. So much so that there was actually another Seth in the community, Okay, which is always weird to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever... I hear about another Seth in any community that I'm in, bro. I wanna square up. <laughs> because I can count the number of Seths that I know on my hand. And like that was one of two. Not counting like Seth Rogan and Seth Seth Green. You know, that was like one of two Seths that I knew. And this other Seth was a sack of shit. Now, I'm a sack of shit, but I'm funny. <laughs> you no, know? I make people laugh. I make people feel good. You know, this dude was harassing people. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway, to be involved, like, that was the thing. To be involved in, like, different dramas and stuff that I didn't cause or anything like that. I was just, because I was a figurehead within the community, I was, you know, tasked with resolving these things. Dude, that was wild to me. Okay? And because I could resolve them. I became the lead PR of Puyo Nexus. From there, dude, I would go on to host cons, or not host cons, like, I would be, or I'd host two different panels at, like, different anime conventions in the area to kind of get the word of Puyo out. So around the time that Puyo Tetris was coming to the West. We never thought it was possible, and all of a sudden... (laughs) Raymu says, I'm a sack of shit, but I'm funny. Nuh-uh. Fuck you mean, nuh <laughs> But... This was around the time Puyo Nexus was coming to the West. We were actually starting a... Or not Puyo Nexus. Puyo Tetris was coming to the West. We actually were starting a petition at the time... To get more Puyo to the West. And it was... Like, we had it trending on Twitter. It was crazy... To have this kind of influence... And start bringing all these different people from all these different walks of life together for a single cause. Sega actually worked with S2 and us for a good couple of years. In fact, the Puyo Tetris tutorials were recorded by S2, in which he went through and explained how to set up, you know, stairs, what GTR was, how understanding drop sets, all this crazy shit. And it was wild. That here we were working alongside Sega to bring Puyo to the West and make it more understandable for people. Alright, that experience alone, you would think, hey, that's absolutely crazy. You know, that should have been all the experience you need right then and there. Alright, like I said, we had two separate panels that we did across like two different years. We had tables at all those events and it was always interesting to me because Puyo was one of those things that when somebody first was introduced to it they either knew about Kirby's Avalanche or Dr. Robotnik's Mean Mean Machine and were like, oh, I played this as part of the Sonic Gems collection or I did this, you know, I played this game on the Super Nintendo way back when or the Sega Genesis. Wild. And then there are people that like knew absolutely nothing about the game, but loved puzzle games, and it's just like, how the hell did I not know this existed? Mind you, though, it definitely had a different kind of crowd. I definitely don't think Puyo would ever... Like, even though in my heart, back in the day, I wanted Puyo to become mainstream, it wasn't anything that, like, really could happen, I guess? It's too niche, you know? It's too secluded of a game, even with the Tetris involvement. Because, you know what made it weird? Is when Puyo Tetris became a thing, nobody really played the Puyo side of it. They only played the Tetris side. It was a great puzzle, you know, fighting game of sorts. Where, you know, you could play between, you know, Puyo and Puyo, or Tetris and Tetris, or Puyo and Tetris, and because of the way they built the game where Tetris was favored. So to quickly explain it for those uninformed, I am geeking out so crazily right now. I promise I'll bring this all around to a point. But <laughs> in like another 20 minutes, I swear. But the way Puyo works is if your blocks get all the way to the top, you are knocked out. Similar to Tetris, where if your lines go all the way up to the top of the screen, you're out. The difference being, when you got attacked in Puyo, the pieces that blocked you fell down, so you couldn't make combos as much. However, in Tetris, on that side of things, your pieces that attacked you just kind of pushed you up. It couldn't block anything, so if you had a Tetris setup, you would essentially just get pushed up by you know X amount of lines, and then you could still Tetris and counterattack and basically win, while your Puyo player is still rebuilding for another attack. Alright? Mind you, I'm partly saying this because I was a Puyo player and all that, and I'm still a little bit butt-butt hurt about (laughs) getting whooped as many times as I did. Did I get better at that? Yes, I did. But, it took a long time for that. All that to say, though, you know... People mainly focus on the Tetris side of things. There were different Puyo type things coming out to the West. Like, there is the full Puyo game in Yakuza 6, where you could. There's a whole ass achievement list for beating that. You know, similar to any other Yakuza sub story, where playing the mini games actually was somewhat important for completion. And there's a couple. Of, like, Puyo Chronicles, that was another thing that we really pushed on trying to get localized. Um. Remu says, Tetris got that hard drop while Puyo does not. That's very true. It does Because that was also a setting you could turn on and off was Puyo does have a hard drop, but most times than not, in a competitive setting, you can't use it. And it's stupid as hell. But anyway, uh, Puyo Chronicles was coming out, and we were trying to get that localized, and just... That one was not happening whatsoever. We definitely had a significant pool, but... It never really worked. Also, Remy says. Also, Tetris has predictable first few blocks, so you can stack them in advantage or er, advantageous position. That's very true. If you don't know your drop sets, you are fucked in Puyo. And each character had their own different drop set. And the worst part of it was, you could have you can know the drop set, but if the colors weren't coming, you were still fucked. Dude, I will say pro play poor blah, 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 pro. Puyo players are some of the most, like, giga-brained people I will ever meet. Being able to correctly guess the RNG and being able to build around it, dude, all kudos. Like, all kudos to them. I actually was friends with a couple of pro players for a while. S2 was, at least I'm not sure if he still is, the best player in the West. Um, you know, there was another person that came up. I don't remember their name exactly, It was something Yoshi, like, maybe Blue Yoshi or something like that. They came out of Australia and just, like, knocked everything clean. WizKid was. uh, He was another buddy of mine based out of the UK. He was really good. Um, And then I talked to a couple, like, actual pro-Japanese Puyo players. Like, Temo was one that I remember off the top. And Tom. Really just interesting experience because when you're in... These esports fields, right? When you're talking to these people, you kind of got to fight the will, like the fight, the absolute immediate response to be awestruck by these people. Because I can tell you this, and I talked about this too when we were talking about me working cons, and I brought up some of the Pulio Nexus stuff back then too. I think that episode was Calm Man Blooms. It was like one of the earliest episodes of Blooms cast. But anyway. The big thing about these players and these people that you run into, like, it doesn't matter how famous they are, most people really just want to be treated like they're people. And that's something that I absolutely learned on the PR side of things. You know, they don't want to be known as, oh, the greatest Puyo player in the existence. No, they want to be, oh, yeah, no, I'm Seth. How's it going? You know, get me food. That's cool. That's it. You know, they don't want to be swarmed by all their fans and the adoring masses. They just want to have fun. Some people are all about that, and learning that is definitely an important part of people management. But I will carry that part on a little bit later on. Alright, so one thing about being in PR with Puyo Nexus was going out and reaching to these people... And talking to them and being like, hey, we want to feature you. We want you to be a part of this. We want to help you build this community here. We want to put Puyo in schools and start eSports groups. Like, because that was during the time when eSports was really starting to take off. And honestly, we had... Like, I... Excuse me. We had... I would say, a really good push for a lot of different things. The problem was, we had problems internally, and that's kind of why I left later on. Also, Raymu says, Feel free to call me the best roleplayer of all time and build temples to me. Hang on, let me, let me give you the proper voice for that. <clears throat> Feel free to call me the best roleplayer of all time and build temples to me. Being just a person is boring, lol. <laughs> Does that sound about right? (laughs) But no. All that to say, it was a really fantastic time in my life. But I never, like, I remember struggling, okay? Because I was full-time IT working like 40 to 60 hours a week. I was a full-time student going to school 20 hours a week. I was trying to be a streamer, you know, for Puyo Nexus and start building that side up of the business, and then I was doing additional, you know, Puyo Nexus HR stuff, that, you know, absolutely wiped me way back when. And I kind of almost attribute it to, to me burning out as hard as I did back at the beginning of 2016. Because, dude, straight out, I got super sick. I've told you all this story before. And I still kept up with it, you know, after I got better and I still went on to do a couple other things. But when those internal problems started getting worse and worse, where the confidence just wasn't there from other people on the team, it kind of made me say, "All right, you know, let me back away from this and let me, you know, start doing things on my own terms kind of thing. And it was a gradual, you know, eventual leave from Puyo Nexus. That said, if I go on my Discord, I think I'm still a part of the Puyo Nexus like, staff team. Not entirely sure now that I say that. But, I do remember just kind of gradually being like, Hey, I'm heading out, you know, thank you for the opportunity, thank you for this, that, and the other. And I may have just left the door open for me if I ever wanted to come back. That said, okay... All of that taught me some of the craziest things that I wouldn't, I really would not expect a Japanese puzzle game to have taught me. All right. I did not expect to be able to learn how to do public speaking better. You know, it's weird to say, but I think my experience and time with Puyo Nexus gave me the ability to come and do podcasts years down the line. Because, again, it's just being able to talk to people. Being able to relate to them and just be honest with them. And say, hey, I think you would like this game. Or, you know, maybe it's not for you. That was the thing, is learning how to treat people like people. They're not just sales numbers. They're not just, you know, possible things that you are possible targets to bring into your community. like, Or they're not just famous people who are good at the game or anything like that. They are people. Remembering that, remembering that at the end of the day, everybody is still, you know, a person despite all of their accomplishments. You know, again, some people are cocky, some people are, pri- are proud, some people absolutely boast the fact that they are this amazing, you know, tennis player, uh, race car driver, business executive. I couldn't tell you what. But at the end of the day... Most people that I've worked with across all these years, whether that be work or, you know, doing side things like this, they prefer just, you know, you not hyping them up. They can do that themselves. If they want a quiet night, they will let you know kind of thing. That said, you know, I will really, from there I kind of also learned too, how to represent a company. Again, something I would never have expected from Puyo, of all things. To be able to go out and represent Sega and be like, yes, no, we're officially Sega-endorsed. Bro, that's wild. We were kids. In my mind, at least. We were 20. Like, in our 20s. Like, early 20s. I'm still in my 20s. Late 20s. But, (laughs) you know, we were out there living our best lives while being... ...backed by a big company. They sent us prizes. They gave us, you know, opportunities to go out and speak... ...and be a part of, you know, Sega and working in that shit. We got to talk with, like, a couple of news writers for Sega News. It was really cool. Now, you know what's wild? Here I am, you know, maybe, like, five, ten-ish years down the road well, I'd say maybe eight years down the road, right? Here I am going to major security conferences. Here I am going to major CRM conferences and talking with other business leaders and other CEOs and other people making way more money than me. And I'm able to network. I'm able to talk with these people. I'm able to engage with them in a way that really Somebody, based off of my experience alone, should not be able to do. And I'm thankful to Puyo Nexus for that. Raimu says, I bet you even talked with Mr. The Hedgehog. God, I wish I could have talked to Robert Craig Smith. That, that would have been absolutely wild to me. But again, you have to fight that starstruck. You know, you absolutely... At the end of the day, because that's the thing, it shows a lack of professionalism when you, you know, approach somebody that you're supposed to be representing or you're supposed to be guiding or anything else without the utmost respect. You know, yes, you can get giddy, and I'm saying all this, too, because I'm really proud to announce two things that are coming up sooner than I care to admit. The first one is, I am working at Anime Weekend Atlanta this year, okay? I am... ...operations support, I am part of the nerve team, as it were, to make sure everything runs properly at the con. Now, mind you, this is my first year doing it with AWA, so, you know, the scope of which I'll be able to do... ...maybe I won't be able to prove, like, oh yeah, no, I'm a system admin, let me go work with all the IT shit. You know, yes, I can prove that real easily, but they may not let me. And I get it, it's a security thing. But... I'm doing that this year... But I'm also really, 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 really proud to announce that I am the director of guest relations for Toho Fest. Let me repeat that. The director of guest relations for Toho Fest. Now, if you don't know what Toho Fest is, that is a California con dedicated to Toho. It's the West. Response to Rettai Sai, which is the big Japanese Toho com. It's their second year doing it. Dude, the fact that I got into a director's chair? Absolutely fucking wild. And I'm, you know, of course, under NDA, can't really say much more than that. But it's because of my experiences working with Puyo Nexus and gradually building myself up across, you know, all these different challenges, making business cards, helping design shirts, getting us in front of, you know, big esports, you know, chairman, being a part of, you know, different cons and talking with different con venues and being like, hey, we want to do this and getting sponsored by those cons. Dude, it's wild to me. And, you know, it's funny. I can tell you all about all this and say, oh, yeah, no, I have grown so much as a person. But really, you know, I want to bring all this back around and talk about how you yourself can take certain elements of your fandomship, right, and bring them into different aspects of your life. Now, we've talked about it before in the past when we're talking about advancing yourself, when you're giving yourself opportunities to invest in your hobbies, whether that be drawing, reading, painting, and well, painting and drawing kind of the same thing, cooking, you know, crafting, anything, hiking. i just coming up with a couple of things off the top of my head right now, but underwater basket weaving, <coughs> you know? <laughs> also, I apologize for that but you have all these different opportunities in every single day of your life to learn skills that you otherwise would not have the opportunity to do so, okay? I had the opportunity to do that at a high level with Puyo Nexus. I took my... what is it? Raymu says, I'll be sure to come, become the director of Sikonia Khan in 2030. I mean, I hope there's a Psychonia con for you. <laughs> You've been waiting for that for the longest time. But anyway, you know, every time you invest into one of your hobbies, you give yourself the opportunity to essentially learn a skill that on your day-to-day, you would never learn. You know, and I bring it back to talking about podcasting. You know, to give you the best example, look at me. Okay, I'm so cute. <laughs> you guys in podcast land don't get to see how great I look in my blue light blockers, but in my new haircut. But <laughs> the Fox Life loves them. Anyway, <laughs> look, look at me for a second. Okay, I have no right to be a podcaster, right? Also, Raymond says. Yeah, four-year anniversary happened recently. I haven't heard a sequel, or it hasn't had a sequel in four long, sluggish years. Good lord. But I have no right to run a podcast like I do. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am not a therapist by any means. I'm just a person that went through the school of hard knocks, have gone through a bunch of fucking experiences in life that really I probably shouldn't have gone through. But I can remind people that, hey, if I'm surviving, you can continue to survive. And I'm able to share the life lessons that I've learned and, you know, toss in wellness in a way that really, I hope, uplifts and empowers you. Because while I'm learning about all of it and teaching you about all of it and you're learning about all of it and you're spreading in your community, we're all learning together. Okay? And that is... One of the most fantastical things about being a wellness podcast host. And it's and the funny part is, is like I could be like somebody that gives you the snake oil treatment. And it's like, yeah, no, if you wanna make big money, invest in crypto. Nyuk, 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 nyuk. You know? <laughs> Be like, yeah, the plumes penny coming to come to exchanges 2025. <laughs> know? But I could grift you like other wellness podcasters do. I genuinely will tell you right now everything I've told you and everything that we've talked about in life or over the life of the podcast, rather, has been genuine. Okay. And it's weird to say that at times because I can feel it. I can feel like a pride resting in my heart. And just like, yes, we have gone through a bunch of experiences together here on the podcast. Okay. But by no means am I formally trained in any of this. All I want at the end of the day is to remind you that you're not alone in the problems you're going through and that you don't need to be necessarily formally trained in order to talk to people about what you went through in life. You know, being an author of a book, okay, and writing down your life experiences, you don't need to have, like, any formal writing experience prior to to share, hey, this is what life was like for me. And share your experience and give people the opportunity to grow from your mistakes and your lessons. That's kind of what I'm doing with the podcast is, look, I'm a systems admin, okay? I'm a computer guy, short and sweet. But I love people. I love seeing people take what they have within them and running with it. And being proud of who they are. You know, learning life lessons together. And building a community that we really want to see in the world around us. Look, I know my outreach right now may not be the highest. I get that. And... Being able to do this and share this with everybody, dude, it's great because one day somebody might come through and be like, I'm losing my mom to cancer. What do I do? Well, look, there's a podcast episode talking about that, you know, in a way that I feel like is more respectful than any other, you know wellness media out there granted i don't think i'm the best of the best there are people out there who do this much better than i do but at the end of the day are you gonna get the friendly experience of having somebody like the experience of talking to somebody one-on-one like how i want the podcast to you know feel like (laughs) also remu says you're not alone in the problems you're going through though You were there in the trenches with other Puyo players getting smacked by Tetris players. (laughs) See, that's the truth. Also, (laughs) Meher says Professor Seth in the Hizzy House. Never say that again. (laughs) But all that to say, okay, all that to say is that by no means should I have any real say in being able to hizzy house fuck you bears i have no right to really sit here and do you know what i do i don't have any right to be encouraging or tell you the things that i've learned however i still do it okay because it's like ramu says you are not alone in the problems you're going through the life problems that I've gone through or the problems I've gone through over my life, you might relate to them. You might see something in them and be like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. You know, I really don't try to, oh, my God, he's still going. Oh, no, never mind. He's not going. The ad thing just disappeared. But <laughs> it's, there's so many things about, you know, giving time into your hobbies that help build you in different ways. What's wild to me about doing the podcast and being a Twitch streamer, dude, by definition, as an IT guy, as a computers guy, I should not be sociable at all by, you know, anyone's standards. You think IT, you think somebody that just sits in the corner, does a little typety typity type and occasionally plays games. Which, granted, I can be that person. <laughs> but I'm also caring, okay? I'm also a people person. I'm also wanting to remind people of the strength they have within them because, look, I didn't have that when I went through the experiences that I did, okay? Also, Meher says, I was the stereotypical IT guy at my old job. Well, there you go. (laughs) There is a prime example, but genuinely, like, I want people whenever they listen to plumes cast to feel a connection between me and them or someone else in the community and them. Like that's why I always put in there whenever we're talking or whenever we end podcasts and I give you the ways you can reach me. Like I would love for people to come up and be like, Hey Seth, I want a plumes pearl of wisdom. Here's a problem I'm going through. Dude. I would love to have a section to talk about your problems and give you a respectable answer. If it's with it, you know, if you're okay with that. You know, and that's also kind of why I've been doing podcasts live these past couple of weeks, to give a more immediate opportunity for that. You know, especially in relation to the topic we're talking about. Also Meher says, I built a mad Minecraft house on the clock. Oh, I could see that. I could see that entirely. Oh, God. Oh, no. Anyway, my disappointment aside, Minecraft of all things, my dude, but anyway, all that aside, you know, I would love to be able to give you the life advice that maybe you aren't comfortable asking someone else about. I like being that third person in the in-between and being like, well, I don't know you from, you know, God's green earth, but... Here's what I would do in your situation. Here's things I would consider in your situation. Maybe you've already considered it. Cool. Here's other things. And you know how I learned some of those skills? Was well, from being in PR in Puyo Nexus. Dealing with other people's problems because at the end of the day, I was more than just the guy that reached out to other corporations And companies and cons and everything else to get us placed in different spots. I was a mediator. I was the person that, like, if people were bluffing, I would come, or, yeah, bluffing sounds like the right word. I don't know. Uh, But if people were fighting, they would come to me and be like, hey, who's right in this? What should we do? How should we handle this? You know, and I learned a sense of managerial, you know, power from that managerial power. (laughs) I gained manager's experience. (laughs) It's wild. Because again, looking at it, I would not have expected you know, by playing a Japanese puzzle game, would I become comfortable with doing public speaking like I'm doing now. Like being a Twitch streamer. Being Empoyo Nexus forced me to be comfortable with talking to people online that I've never met before. Crazy concept, I know. And the craziest part to that is I now actively look forward to it. I talk to people and, you know, I, well, I talk to a bunch of random people on the internet during Twitch streams. And I'm able to give a bunch of advice to a bunch of people on the internet in the podcast. And again, it's all thanks to Puyo Nexus. Raymu says he was the mediator. He met with big companies. He brought the stream to you by Raid Shadow Legends. He's got a free female wrestler champion, Ronda something. <laughs> Ronda Rousey? <laughs> God. God, Raymu. I swear I better get like a check from Raid one of these days, man. <laughs> For all the free advertisement I give them, thanks to you. But, all that to say, I want you to take a serious look at the hobbies that you're doing now. And realize that if there's something drastically different from your career, that isn't a problem whatsoever. Be proud of the hobbies you have because you never know how that's going to benefit you later in life. You know, look, another example, okay? Okay. This is more embarrassing than I care to admit, but there was absolutely a time that, God, I hate saying this. I used to race. I used to race cars. It's not something that, you know, is unknown, but being straight up about it and just divulging more into the darker sides of my life when I just had this super positive, like, hey, yeah, no, I did all these fun things while life was hard and I learned all these skills. That, you know, put me to this position. But, look, I will say this. Having gone through the underground raceways, of it were, right? Which, granted, it wasn't underground, it was street racing, but all that to say. Being a part of that scene, it gave me a lot of skills about learning how to take care of a car. Learning how to tune it up, how to, you know, check for issues... How to dodge the 5 I really shouldn't talk about that one. Well, Fuck it, I'll tell you. Alright, look. If you... <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to do this on fucking podcasts of all things. But look, if you're being chased by the 5 and you're, you know, racing somebody, here's what you do. If you're on the interstate, pull off on the next exit. Pull into a parking lot. Turn off your lights. Lay down. Like, get down as deep as you can into the driver's seat. There you go. You learned a valuable life lesson from plumes. (laughs) Oh god, that might get me in trouble for saying that, but we'll we'll deal with that later. (laughs) But seriously, you know, even though it wasn't something I was necessarily proud of in life, I learned how to bluff. I learned how to, you know, fake a confidence when going out to people that had better looking cars than me. I was able to say, hey, Here's my A7 Pontiac Fiero. This thing is old, but I bet I could kick your ass. I learned... (laughs) Meher says, gotta get that quiet license plate. Oh my lord. No, Fully, if if your license plate is being searched, or you're on the wanted list, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a secondary license plate. Put it on top, or put it, like, swap license plates. So long as you're not doing anything stupid for the next 30 days... And you don't run any red lights and you don't do anything like that. They're not going to know. <laughs> they're not going to know. But anyway... God, I fully should not be telling y'all this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm showing more of the horns than the halo right now. <laughs> but all that to say, the time that you invest in yourself, the time that you allow yourself to pursue your hobbies and have fun and learn different skills is so invaluable that I hope you continue to give it the respect and care that it deserves. You know, being able, to, and it's like, it's weird, you know, there's all these different stories now. You can go Google any of this, where it's like, what skills do you learn by playing video games? You learn how, you are. you learn problem solving, you learn how to deal with people, you learn, you know, how to manage resources, all this other shit. That people are pulling out their ass. Which, you know, granted, it is still true. But. It applies to all things in life. Outside of just video games. As a, you know, hobby. If you like to knit. You'll become very good with your hands. And you know what? Maybe down the line. You end up getting into surgery. You know. Granted, that's a bit of a jump. But that's the thing I'm talking about. You never know where in life you're going to go. You could have some vague idea. And really, the people that, you know, allow themselves open to every opportunity that comes to them are the ones that are really going to succeed with this. Okay? Because having all these little experiences, you might be able to bond with somebody that ends up becoming your boss. You know? And that's the weird thing, too, is it's more than just having a hobby just to be just to learn skills you have a gateway between other people when you say oh i'm a toho fan i'm a kirby fan i enjoy pokemon <laughs> Raymus says when is the grand theft auto crimes podcast oh lord oh no i could do one i could easily do one but we're not going to because i will absolutely get bur- or i will absolutely get banned on everything Anyway, Remu says, You learn how to knit, you learn Bankai, and you defeat the strongest guys in the new Bleach anime. Good lord. (laughs) That's such a reach. But, anyway. By investing in these skills and your hobbies, you get easier ways to connect with other people. You know, it doesn't have to be like... And that's the thing too, is... There's so many common grounds between a bunch of different people. If you played sports, that just sports in general. I used to play soccer. I can talk to people who played football. I used to run track. I could talk to people that were, you know, that go hiking. I used to, you know, I I still swim. I get to talk to the people at the gym who are at the pool, <laughs> you know, and talk to them about my form and all that shit. And then it goes from there. You never know what shared experience you have that ends up bringing y'all together. You know what brought me and the foxwife together initially? Memes. Memes. Ain't that right, baby? (laughs) Like, the very first, like, text that I sent to her was like, Hey, I heard you're looking for, or you're taking applications for a boyfriend. Is this where I can send my qualified memes or something like that? And I sent her a Sailor Moon meme. I sent her, I think, a penguin meme. <laughs> a pengy, a I think it was. Um, I think I sent Spongebob. Wasn't there a Spongebob meme? Regardless, it was internet culture that brought me together with my now fiancé. Because, again, shared experiences just not seriously just think about it for a second fucking around with your friends and making memes all of a sudden now i'm engaged (laughs) it's a slippery slope never get into memes (laughs) oh god seriously be proud of your fandoms be proud of what you're into and enjoy what makes you happy so long as it's legal Granted, I'm telling you all this after I fucking did street racing, but you know, that's a side story. I'm a different person now. I I would say I'm a much better driver now than what I was back then. Um, But, all that to say, everything that you allow yourself time to experience... I've been saying it a lot, but I really want to drill this in with you today. Everything that you allow yourself time to experience, you give yourself multiple opportunities to bond with countless other people be open to new experiences be proud of the ones that you're into you may play pokemon all right you may play the pokemon card game all of a sudden you could talk to any other card game player you might be able to bring people into that hobby of yours too or dnd dnd is a massive one also, Raimu says, I feel bad because among my friends, I was known for Smash Mouth memes. And then the thing happened. What was the thing? What was the thing, Raimu <laughs> What was it? But, look. You know, it's wild to think about, I just had something in mind and Raymu just absolutely made me lose it. But, oh, D&D, that's right. You know, there was recently a story that went out. It was blown up on Reddit a couple of... Like, a week or so ago. Where someone had invited people from... You know, the Bloods and the Crips. Over wherever that is. I want to say New York. That may not be correct. But Mr. Mouth died. That's the thing? Oh. Oh, that's... I did not know that. I think I probably knew that. But I pushed it to the back of my mind and forgot. But, anyway people were able to bond over a custom D&D experience to the point where they got out of gang life altogether. Now, granted, I don't know how true that is. Maybe it's just something that blew up for TikTok. But I hope it's true. I hope it's, you know... I hope people were able to look past all their differences and come together for a game. I think gaming is a great way for people to, you know, meet countless others. Twitch in itself... Being able to talk to everybody that I've been able to talk to and meet everybody that I have, you know, it gives me so many opportunities to make new friends and lasting connections. And I love it. And deep in the friendships that I have, you know, I always talk about whenever I bring up that I'm a podcast or anything like that and people ask, like, you know, what's your podcast topic about? I always say it's about life, because at the end of the day, that's what it is in truth. Being honest with yourself, being true to yourself and your joys and what makes you happy. And immediately, people will come out and say, hey, I want, you know, what kind of things about life have you talked about? I went through similar things. I want, you know, have you ever talked about this? Or, hey, if you're considering this, I've had coworkers come up to me and say, hey, you know, if you haven't recorded podcasts this week, can you talk about this? You know, the motivation podcast, that was one that was suggested by a coworker. You know, these past couple of ones have been suggested by Mahoro or Remu. And, you know, it is. <laughs> Remu says. What's your podcast about? Life. Oh, a biology podcast. Neat. (laughs) God. You know, what the most wild thing is, is I've recently started to advertise Plumescast as part of my LinkedIn. Because I am so amazingly proud of the stories that I'm able to leave behind and the lessons I'm able to teach and just the laughs we're able to share together. That I've put myself down as, you know, a podcast host. And I say in there, you know, it's self-improvement, it's managerial, and it's, you know, development. I think those were like the three key things, like the three skills that I assigned attached to it. And public speaking was one more. But I fully advertise that. I fully claim it. I fully own it. Because I'm proud of what we're able to do here. I'm proud to give y'all... Enough nuggets of wisdom that you can take with them and make your own opinions and form them into whatever, you know, spear of justice that you'll do with them. Be proud of, you know, how you feel after listening to a podcast. If it inspires you, do great. I'm absolutely excited for you and I'm happy my experiences and my lessons here have given you the strength to go off and do something else. If you feel a little less alone, that's even greater. Because at the end of the day, I hate the saying that you came into this world alone, you have to leave it alone. You shouldn't trust anybody. That's bullshit. It's cruel. It's horrible. You should always have people in your corner, whether you can see them or not. You know, whether that be your internet friends, your family, your actual friends, your found family, or even me. Because guess what? I'm always going to be in your corner. That's the cool thing about being able to share these experiences with you. Because look, I again, I don't know you from anything else in this world. But I can tell you that 100%, I want you to be the best that you can be. Like no one ever was. To catch them was your real test. That trained them was your cause. <laughs> so, seriously, in all of this... All this started from Puyo Nexus. Being able to, you know, gush about a fandom and talk with people and build up a community alongside other great people and see what they did that worked. And see, and like test things myself. And sometimes things didn't always work. That's okay. It's not about, you know, trying and failing. It's about trying in general. And being proud of that and being... You know, more confident in what you end up doing after the fact. But anyway, I think I have been rambling on here for more than long enough. I definitely kept some of y'all later than I intended to. It's getting closer to ten o'clock at night, and I do have an early morning. Also, Remu says, "Glad I learned all that deep puyo learn about dodging the donut man." The donut man. Oh Lord. But I'm going to give this opportunity now to my Twitch chat. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, this is your opportunity to bring them up uh, before I do my final sign-off. But I do seriously want to thank everyone for being a part of this and allowing me to once again come and regale you with my regalia of knowledge and life experiences. Because, dude, look, I'm 28 years old going 29, you know, and I'm incredibly proud that I'm able to come out here and say with all the confidence in my chest that we're all human, we're all going through crazy times right now. And just to bring a smile, bring a little bit of community, bring a little bit of joy to all that. It's such an amazing blessing and a joy to do. And I cannot do that without y'all's continued support. So thank you hope to keep doing this for a long time and you know i probably will but all that to say i think it's time for me to say Remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Blooms on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and Tumblr. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the form of Pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. And also, yeah, I just finished the Abroad in Japan book. It was a good read. I'm moving on to a different book now that I'll probably talk to y'all about next time. Who knows? But anyway, guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time everyone, practice those combos and we'll see how good you can get at you. Bye bye!